yo, you want that raw, tough love where nobody gives a fuck about how you feel? <laughs> that nearest truth without error, because nobody is truly right in this world. You gotta listen to K and K Real Talk. Yeah, we're gonna give you all of the information you need to know about your dancing. K Real Talk. Check us out. Listen to us. But most importantly, do your own research. Hey, real talk. Don't trust nothing we tell you or anybody else. Do your own research. Find your truth. Real talk. Walk that journey with us. We're here to serve you. Baraka Real talk. like being able to call somebody like come fix this so um yeah that's a whole nother thing it's like if um well i guess we'll save that for the show but i was going to say if a parent don't know where to get their children they got a whole bunch of kids you a plumber you an electrician like Honey. set that up so they don't they don't understand it then they damn sure gonna understand it later when they realize they helping each other out, honey, because my the skills I have, I have soft skills. <laughs> I need some hard skills. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you need to balance that shit, ain't that the truth? Everybody in the family got soft skills. Well, you know what? You choose somebody. Like I'm, I, I would love for you to have a handyman, honey, because Me somebody too. that off balance, you know what you know. Not a um handyman. And at all, he's another soft skill dude. Difference in soft skills, because you know there's levels to the shit. Yeah, because he but, a whole nurse, he a whole medic out here. Uh huh. With military training, he can kill mm-hmm. somebody with his bad hand. Mm-hmm. Them is good. Them is a good hard skills to have. Shit, those are some good hard skills. <laughs> Your ass gets sick. He know just what to do. <laughs> just what to do. Lord, get bruised or cut up or something. He know just what to do. Like, that is true. Motherfuckers, you know, violate. He know just what to do. I don't know. Like, which I gotta can't put him in a ringer for that. Cause he be ready to lose it. I'm all. sure he know how to take a microwave, turn it into a machine gun. Out this <laughs> like he know just what to do. <laughs> you know what? Couple is he told me that the microwave originally was a weapon of war. Honey, I know it. I didn't even know that. I was I'm watching. trying to know what to do though. <laughs> <laughs> I got all these soft skills, all this knowledge. And I don't know what to do. <laughs> Let's start the show oh, just man. like that. Honey, I am leaving all that shit in. Okay. Because <laughs> well, that was a good start. So that we... was a good start. So, all right. So, we can just say, um, well, hey, y'all. Sorry for not saying hello before we just dive right on in. Honey, sometimes it be like that. Sometimes you got something on your spirit that needs to come up off. And listen, y'all know how this is. So y'all going to get this work too. Yes. So in case this is your first time listening to K&K Real Talk, we are a literary podcast. We deconstruct books that the focus is all about Black family. So we focused on the Black woman, the Black man. Now we're 
disgusting the black child. And any person who has melanin in their skin, whether it's heavy melanin or light, if you are a considered to be a non-white person, a.k.a. victim of white supremacy, then this is the show for you. Mm-hmm. So we encourage you to get the book. The book that we're reading is The Developmental Psychology of the Black Child by Dr. Amos N. Wilson. We have the second edition. Definitely pick up the book. We are at chapter six, page 152. So please get the book for those who have been listening. If you haven't gotten the book yet, shame on you. Honey, hella shame. We almost <laughs> in chapter seven. <laughs> but yes, even if you just get it and put it in your library, your children, someone in your household may come into your space and pick it up. It's just good to have strong information and materials that leads to your salvation and your liberation because a lot of times we think we're doing things that's bringing us to the promised land and we're just walking straight into hell's domain. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, and not to mention by getting a book, you support that brother's family mm-hmm. and you support your own by doing this work, exactly. So, we love you, we appreciate you, brothers and sisters, for listening, for doing the work. Because, again, everything that you hear on this podcast is for you to just take as what they would Yashkara say as a grain of salt, honey. Look, <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody say that, the elders say that too. He was the first person that I heard said it, but yes, do your own really damn research. You didn't hear that growing up? Mm -mm, Never heard of that, honey. I've been taking so much shit with grains of salt. I could, I could resell salt. I could repackage and sell it myself. (laughs) Never ever say that. (laughs) Well, yes. Well, I, I was late on it when it came to that, but. Please, brothers and sisters, make sure you do your own research and understand that everything we discuss is for us to not only um, encourage you to do the right thing, but we're focused on ourselves, mm-hmm. on our damn selves. I shouldn't say damn, right? We, we ain't damning ourselves anywhere. In your words, our our whole function of how we speak and how we think and how we move and how we treat our children and parent our babies, a lot of times it's jacked up even with the best intentions. And this is pretty much what Dr. Amos Wilson is discussing, that we really need to figure out what's going on in our environment. Are we restricting Mm -hmm. our babies? Are we are preparing them for the reverse effects? Because, you know, obviously we don't want to put them at harm. We want to present them and develop them in the best way possible. But sometimes those early experiences far as if when you have your babies and they're in front of the TV too long or they're asking you so many questions and what do you do? Dismiss them. That's stifling their creativity. That's stifling ultimately their intellect. And Dr. Amos Wilson, he breaks down our babies in a way of explaining that they are very intelligent. They are they have the ability to um, break barriers, but we have practices that distorts their ability. And one of the um, ways we distort them is this whole attitude when it comes to this IQ testing. He explains that our babies, they suffer from the whole Head Start enrichment programs a lot of times, especially when you have your babies. And I had my daughter take the test. 
when the, your babies take those exams and they fail them, they feel like they're inadequate now. Like mm-hmm. they're not deserving anymore for whatever they were striving for. And we have to remove that notion because IQ exams, as we'll later discuss more in depth based on the chapter and how it flows, is culturally biased. Yeah. It ain't got nothing to do with intellect. And, it, and I was quite astounded to find out that intellect in itself, the word and the meaning, it doesn't even have any true meaning. Like they can't even grasp it in its entirety which I was surprised. I didn't even know that, like, they haven't found a way. All of these tests, testers out here in their realm of professionalism, they haven't been able to fully define and measure intellect. Because, and, and they're not going to, because if they have been <laughs> profiting so many years off of creating this system that works to benefit them, they don't give a damn about defining nothing because shit's still gonna be the way they want it to be that but is, what they got to do it for that's true ain't that's nothing finna change about it yeah, yeah. and what was it I had what was it I think I shared the um the video with you and I wish I remember the young lady's name so I could credit her um on one of these social media platforms which I don't want name cause I don't wanna get them no airtime. <laughs> but um she was, you know, saying, I'm going through, like, the language and, you know, just some of the some of the things that she hates about the English language. And then the whole skit was the meaning of building. Okay, so this is a building. Like, you see that this is a building. And then how they was just like, all right, so we're just going to call, like, what you do to make the building, you're just going to call it building a building. So that's what, that's what we're going to call mm-hmm. it. And it was just like, well, yeah, they dumb anyway. <laughs> they gonna believe what we tell them. And that was just like, that was her, um, her reasoning. You know, just her own analysis of how this potentially may have come about. But honey, they ain't finna define shit. No, they said it is what it is, and that's on that. Yeah, no, it, it's true, and it and it's. <laughs> What there was another brother I saw him on Instagram. He did an excellent um, re- redef- redefining words as well when it comes to learning about our past and our history. Like he was saying that anytime you see, like when you read textbooks and stuff, you have to replace and redefine the word because you are the victim. So the conqueror wrote the book, but now that you, the victim, reading the book about your past, you have to redefine. So for example. Anytime they say slave, replace slave with prisoner of war. Mm. Anytime they say um, overseer, say kidnapper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, like he was like, those words, they hit different (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to that. Um, While we do the show, if I could come across the paragraph that he did, oh man, it was excellent. I'm going to look for it because he... I, I was amazed at how he redefined these words. And it's the same message, but, um, excuse me, the, the content shared the same information, but the message hit differently because of the words that he changed up on. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Dr. Amos Wilson, he pretty much, which I appreciate, he relieves a lot of our stresses sometimes when it comes to just being a Black person because we hold on to a lot of trauma like we said in the last episode, they profit from reminding us of our trauma. That's mm-hmm. our start with them. You know, they don't show us in our thousands of years circumventing this world 
educating people on hygiene and agriculture and building and living and everything to be civilized. We were the parent people of that thought and thinking and being and inventors of it all, yet they don't share those moments of us rarely. And if they do share it of us, they share share it in a way where we're being mistreated by the white superiority. Whites are always superior. And IQ test is pretty much a direct influence over the black population to say, yes, blackness is inferior in this particular subject that determines whether you qualify to be smart or dumb. And he's shining a light, um, Dr. Amos Wilson, to let us know. And he goes into much detail as to how IQ scores pretty much um, does not really relate to the actual intellect of a person. And he also explains that children who happen to be in the non-white category tend to not do as well as children who are white. Mm -hmm. It's just... It just always has been this way. And so when we set our babies up to, you know, you can get the perfect score in the SAT. <laughs> right. You know, false. These are false um, expectations because, again, these exams are culturally biased. It has nothing to do with the world of the of the black child. So they can be very well um engaged in school and and smart in their classroom but if they're not exposed to the same amount of things that that test is expecting them to be exposed to they're not going to score as high right because you know what it's almost like they said okay we have to so since we have to integrate because you know all the civil rights movement and all the things now we have to integrate hey how what's another way we can segregate but mm-hmm. on the low, and that's what this is because, honey, I ain't gonna hold you from reading this text. Like, I already had some kind of thought in my mind about the biases of the IQ test and all those other tests, but now having the facts laid out in front of me, I was thinking about going back to get one of them white man's degrees. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm still back and forth on that. I know. About as far as, you know, where I want my career to take me and all that. However, what I know for damn sure, I'm not taking no standardized tests. So if I got to do that, she ain't going back. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, period. Because what you're not going to do is make me, not even make me feel small. You are not going to get me to play that part of the game with you. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, for example, I remember um, when I took the SATs, they was asking me questions about, um, oh, fishing. I ain't never fished a day in my life at that time. Honey. And it was it was like a few questions about fishing. And I'm like, this ain't this ain't right. <laughs> Honey, and they don't even give you no passage to read about the fishing. They no. just fucking ask you, oh, <laughs> what you supposed to do first? Bitch, I don't know. <laughs> like what? Don't you know I grew up in the middle <laughs> of the hood? We ain't got no goddamn fishing. <laughs> no, not at all. And but this is what they say. And and do and have you feeling like you know maybe my values, my attitudes, my standards is off. You know maybe I'm not in a position to do well. Maybe I didn't study hard enough. Maybe I didn't pay attention. That has nothing to do with anything when it comes to these exams. So parents, mm-hmm. 
um, out there or aunties, uncles, cousins, stop putting so much pressure on our babies to do so well on these exams because pretty much if any child happens to do well on the exam, they just prove that they were able to assimilate and adapt to the culture, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with someone's intellect. Correct. And, and those damn, those exams is only to go to college. So if your child, and I'm not, you know, debunking the um, white man's education as a whole, um, because, you know, there are some studies where, you know, it's good for you, right? However, if your child or if you and your child, if you are not aligning your child to get the white man's degree, that SAT don't matter. <laughs> you don't need it to graduate nope. high school? Nope. You sure don't. It's only to get into whatever school. Mm-hmm. Whatever so-called top school. Yep, there's many ways you can still go off to college. And and since we're on this college situation, stop putting your, having your babies just go to school just to go to school. That's mm-hmm. a heavy debt to carry for no heavy. reason. That is not a debt that you should put your babies in solely on the fact that you just want them to go to college. They don't have to go to college to be successful and do well. I know people who have retired. Because as soon as they got out of high school, they went and became a cop, retiring at 40. Mm-hmm. Not to say that should be the path, that's the blueprint, but shit. There are other people that, that, have, um, that have the degrees. Honey, tell me about it. Especially when you go you know, to work for that cookie-ass NYPD and things, and then you come down south. Shit, off your retirement money, you get New York retirement money and you fly south. Honey, <laughs> I was like, I'll be looking at some of these folks like, what the fuck did I do wrong in my life? Yeah, no, it's true. A hundred percent true. And that and that's that reality check, right? Like there's times when we need to um just check in on what we say and what we do and understand that it's okay to you know make a change if you see that it's it's not serving you anymore because the the fact of those who again score well on these exams these so-called IQ exams is not because of racial difference is mainly because of the varying of experiences many of our children are not exposed i mean even think about it in the infancy stage and toddler stage Babies are not typical babies, parents who are not intentional and really trying to maximize the true genius of their child, which is essentially what we're talking about. Because Dr. Amos Wilson has other books all about finding out what is your baby's genius and maximizing it because we're all born with it. Whether you choose to use it or not, it might have been stifled because of your upbringing will do different. This is why we're talking about this. So he explains that most of our babies, they're not given the opportunity to roam and to walk and explore. Stand by my side. Keep still. Mm-hmm. Sit down. You know, it, or if they ask a whole bunch of questions, why you ask me that? Ask your father. Be quiet. Oh, you getting on my nerves. Do you think those responses and that exposure is going to encourage them to want to think and try 
and and that's not and that's a tiny bit of what we do that is wrong. There's much I mean, more. And you know what? That is a good question that you pose. And I know we're speaking about children, but honey, my impatience is just as you just described with grown folks too. <laughs> and I had to think, like just now that you just said that, is that a good way to express yourself to said person? Do you think that they they're gonna want to think for themselves? And even though I be saying, think for your damn self, hmm, honey, we got to change approaches all around the place. Yeah, we do. We have to change approaches and understand that it's not a shame factor because I notice a lot of times when I bring up these conversations or these teachable moments um, with others in my family or social groups, there's this shame that's taking on. Like, you know, I try. It's not about whether you try. What do you want? Do you want the best? outcome mm-hmm. for this said child or this outcome the best said outcome for this situation that we're discussing remove emotion and understand that we are going to be dysfunctional because remember we never put intent before we just been moving mm-hmm. just moving we haven't really been intent intentionally doing certain things we've intentionally strived to get a job wow <laughs> Like, I was even telling my black man, like, most of our babies, you ask them what they want to be. The typical 10 is, like, 10 choice answer. I want to be a singer. I want to be a dancer. I want to be a um an artist. I want to be an accountant, a doctor, a lawyer. Typical. It's never outside of that. Mm-hmm. What about the glass maker? The person who make paint? The person who make fans? The person that make TVs? Mirrors? Mm-hmm. Blankets, pillows, door frames, hinges for the door. These are jobs too. Yeah. And nobody think. And these are things that are needed. We always have. And so, when you want to prepare your baby, why would you want them in line on a massive line of where everybody else thought process is? Yeah, because <laughs> just imagine if nobody had ever, if the person who invented glass ain't never made no glass, what the fuck would we have for windows? Mm-hmm. All the shit would just be flying in, <laughs> and I don't like no, no outside critters. <laughs> yes, we have to really try to expand our idea. I mean, as an adult, we sometimes feel like stuck. Like, all right, well, we're already we already made the choice, so this is what it is. But our babies' skills are so important, so important. We, and you know, I think that goes too where we need to tap into our community and find out who. Who already is doing these things? What local businesses mm-hmm. are already providing these things? Because we, you know, those of us who have children or even just have children um, in our village, we can, you know, we need to connect them to these people so that they can yeah. learn some of these skills too. Most definitely. No, you're right. A hundred percent right. Because you got to start somewhere. And that's the part. We have to start somewhere oh i found the um i found the brother's work so this is what he wrote he said clear this is how you clear the language of slavery so it can make sense to us so anytime you see the word slaves that's hostages slave owners are human traffickers Mm. slave catchers are police officers plantations death camps mistresses rape victims, discipline, torture, murder, 
overseers, torturers, trading, kidnapping, profit, theft, middle passage, genocide. Mm. I said, Lord, ain't that a difference in, in how you read um, information? Um, <laughs> I couldn't, I mean, and he goes on to explain, he, get, he gives like a sample of what it is that we would typically read and how it would um how it would sound when i come across it i would share it but this is why language is so important and why we need to understand that um is our job and due diligence if we truly want to be as free as we feel we should be because the only time i notice that we think to be free is when some shit happens to us um, now we want to be conscious now we want to figure it out why won't we become prepared <laughs> already? Why shit gotta happen? I don't want the struggles that I incurred today to be the same struggles that my great, great, great grandchildren. According to Dr. Amos Wilson, when you listen to his lectures, he says everything that you do, say, and bring into your life should be thought, should be done with the thought of the sev of the generations to come, seven at minimum down the line. That's how far thinking you should be. Not about how your current family, everybody, my kids are good. What about their children, 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 children? Mm -hmm. Are you thinking to that level in depth? And if not, Three of us are not forward thinking. And that's, and that's his book. And it's not that we're not capable. <laughs> huh. A much, very much so capable. We just have to bring it get serious about being serious and then slowly chipping away and doing the work and trust me brothers and sisters it does get overwhelming but doing anything is doing something so just keep chipping away at it last thing with this brother his name is called absurdist words absurdist mm -hmm. words um, he gives an example he says Mr. Johnson this is what we would typically read in the textbook Mr. Johnson, a philanthropist and slave owner, demanded in his will that his slaves be freed upon his death. This is what we typically read. Now, ain't he, that about a damn oxymoron? How you gonna be a philanthropist and a slave owner? <laughs> <laughs> the hell type of foolishness. So this is, this is what he says it should read as for us as victims of white supremacy racism, we should read it as such. Mr. Johnson, philanthropist and human trafficker, declares that his family of black hostages will be freed over his dead body. Hmm. Now, different on the soul, ain't it? <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, we, and this is the level of how court of how caught up we are in this system that many of us don't really understand how sick we really are like even Kahawi and myself when we as we're doing the work we realize that the more we think we got it we really don't mm -hmm. and there's so much more to learn and uncover and figure out so it's like the best way to stay in a safe space and be balanced in this is to not only remember that you're a student of this until justice is for all and not for one because we get happy when one person get it 
Mm-hmm. Justice should be for all. Correct behavior globally, not just in one section of the world. And outside of that, once we're focused on us as a whole in totality, keep working until it gets done. We get, we're ready to celebrate for every little success. Oh, time for a celebration. We don't really have reasons to celebrate anymore. No, Cut the not. shit. Cut the shit. Cut it. Cut off. it. Cut it. Cut it. And on that note, we're going to take a praise break. Yes. <laughs> I get the deepest dreams before I wake up here the clock go beat Keep me bundled in them blankets Get that peace before the world starts to creep on me Sleep on me Oh, you're just too deep for me Why can't you just let go and get by me for a minute? The record player in the back Plays my favorite song Get my tune through the speakers Let me put you in a zone See your room The garlic for the vampires, you get no taste today. As the water levels rise, I just learn how to swim. Face the giants with a slingshot, only option is to win. The record player in the back plays my favorite song. Get my tune through the speakers, let me put you in a zone. See a room full of people, find me dancing all alone. Third eye wide open, this is good vibes only zone. Now I'm 
up past noon Phone, dry as a mug They wanna give me space I feel like I'm losing touch And I'm slowing my pace Can't participate in this high-octane race Signs telling me to jail But I need to face Every obstacle that made the soul charred Show me the limit that I pushed When you said I went too far False hopes to this honor Now I'm in my bag I'm packing every feeling, every paper tag Representing my relentless urge to reveal your mask Can't stand up, no vibration, no energy Depleting scumbag, dang Listen, oh man, oh man, come get the door Protect your soul, man, go man, I lock the door If I knew this to be true Our souls would have levitated seeking better news, uh Listen, oh man, oh man, come get the door Protect your soul, man, go man, I lock the door Keys in my pocket, ready for action Lost in the silence of this holy mansion yeah. For I have seen dynasties become daytime news The coverage was weak, but they ignited the fuse Many agents used for the short-lived stand Contemplating stagnant energy when I had the upper hand So I'll be damned when the devil starts plotting But what if this plan was divine and God is there watching? Should he receive my anger? This bag is getting heavy Breaking my back just to live a life that's steady Time ain't on my side, the flaw of the earthly Many women see my worth, but they don't see me worthy Just enough to drive a same man over the edge Lustful endeavors almost had me in her bed, uh My soul's at war with a heavy presence It seems to follow me still with a hell of a severance Don't need to smell it, but I can feel your essence With prayer as my weapon, you will become another lesson, I swear Listen, oh man, oh man, come get the door Protect your soul, man, go man, I lock the door if I knew this to be true, our souls would have levitated seeking better news. Uh. Listen, oh man, oh man, come get the door. Protect your soul, man, go, man, I lock the door. Keys in my pocket, ready for action. Lost in the silence of this holy mansion. Listen, oh man, oh man, come get the door. Protect your soul, man, go, man, I lock the door. If I knew this to be true, our souls would have levitated seeking better news. Uh. Listen, oh man, oh man, come get the door Protect your soul, man, go, man, I lock the door Keys in my pocket, ready for action Lost in the silence of this holy mansion Listen, give it up for Tommy T. Truths up in here. Yes. I know, you know, listen, I, I enjoy his music. You know, it's a different break. All of my music is not going to be related to our content. But listen, I like mellow sounds, too. I do. I do, too. All of our music has been dope, honestly. The messages are sick. And then I like the fact that you can eat, also bump your head to it. It's not... No slit right. your wrist, excuse me, slit your wrist <laughs> music. Because it's songs are sad nowadays. Yeah. Think of, if, if, if that pertains to our freedom. I Talking about this, I was telling my daughter because think about how we sing Lift Every Voice and Sing. Honey, child. Lift every voice. What? 
very was, very somber. Yes. And my and you know, young kids don't sing that well sometimes as a choir. So I told my daughter, I was like, I need to rap it. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. She was like, Mommy, I don't want to do that. I said, but I need to do that. I need to uh, I'm gonna encourage if they have a show coming up, I'm gonna make sure she practice it like that and encourage her. But to- you know what? I don't know why we have like while we have it, if we the kings and queens of remixing every fucking thing, why they ain't remix that song by now with an up tempo? Wow, the upbeat or whatever the hell I don't know the music terms, but all the things. I, I'm saying, look, that's how I feel, and we and but we don't, we don't do it that way. Even church, praise and worship is sad. What praise and worship you listen to, girl? The song I listen to is lit. Honey, I and heard. that um, that little um, Kirk Franklin. Well, yeah, he homosexual. But... I know, not a whole fan, but honey, put your hands together, stomp. <laughs> you, you make me clap my hands. You we know. haven't been in that world. I haven't been you in that world. Know in... that song, yo, your uncle used to play that shit every day. No, that was that <laughs> song was that song was. But you know what it is? Yes, that song was dope. But it didn't it didn't solve any of our problems. It was like you listen, they never do. I never do. <laughs> gotta do the work. We gotta do the work. And then listen to the music, right? Get the Honey, work done. Buddy, make me wanna dance and <laughs> stomp. <laughs> I think the last time I looked listened to Kirk Franklin. No, actually, I didn't listen to him. I saw a video of him. He looked like he had lip gloss on, pink shirt. Yes. I just stopped. I, that's when I stopped. But I, you're right. His music is definitely up to par. But I was so referring to when I passed the churches. I just hear so much sadness. I'm like, Lord, who goes here on a Sunday? I've been stressed and beat up the whole work week, and I'm going to come here and cry some more? Mm. Hell to the no-no. But... um. Back to the conversation that's being had discussing Dr. Amos Wilson. He's given us these great tools to refer to to understand that we need to remove the shame once again when it comes to our babies feeling like they aren't they're not it or they're not amount to anything, you know, because that's not the situation at all. Excuse me for that. GP, are you with me? Exactly. I don't know who is calling me, but I need to cut my phone off. (laughs) Honey. Okay. You ain't never heard of vibrate. (laughs) Yes, I'm on vibrate now. Vibrate now. So yes, Dr. Amos Wilson, he's telling us, look, um, we need to figure out how to reduce um, the differences and inconsistencies that we have with our children. So we want our children to be doctors. We're going to have to put them in environments that will stimulate them to be able to grow into that world. You cannot tell you, advise your child that they can be anything they want to be, and then you let them sit down on a couch all day and watch TV. Honey, because a couch potato is not a fucking option. No, it's not an option. And, and it shouldn't be an option in your home. Um, he furthers explained that situations where there are opportunities for advancement you have to encourage the babies with rewards you know oftentimes when our children are doing something that's great for us even asking questions that is a great moment 
That is not a moment for us to be aggravated. In those moments and spaces when you feel aggravated because your baby is asking you questions, this is when the breathing exercises come into play. Seriously, like breathe in deeply, slow down your thoughts, slow down whatever you think is important at the time, and focus in on that child. Because the moment your baby stop asking you questions and don't want to engage you, they have made a choice to enjoy and do something else. Mm-hmm. And you better hope it's something <laughs> related to their um, their future because anything they practice as a child, remember Dr. Amos Wilson explained that play is important. How magnificent is that your child play becomes something transitional into wealth? Um, Dr. Amos Wilson, he explains that the core substance of your creativity should be the source of your wealth. Essentially, that is life. Like, you you know, you always hear in layman terms, I want to do what I love and make money. Well, your your child is pretty much spending their life preparing for the future, preparing, spending their childhood preparing to provide for themselves in the future. How great would it be that they are practicing and walking in those steps? in such an early age. We always at awe with the athletes do it. Oh, he's been shooting the ball since two. Oh, she's been singing since three. Well, why can't your mathematician been working on this since four mm. and two? You know, how they love to play with a bottle. We'll teach them how to make plastic. Listen. That your baby gravitate towards keys, have them, you know, be around a locksmith sometime and and learn that these are tools that's needed. And now mm-hmm. keys are now the fob keys. So now you got to go into software development. Mm-hmm. How do you create these keys? It's so much job opportunities. If our babies keep running in the circle of doing the dinosaur approach, they're not going to be able to compete in the future. And if we truly want to make sure that our generations to come have a chance, they have to be able to advance because technology is advancing at such a high level. Just being a user ain't enough. You're going to have to be a creator. Yeah, you got to know how to do both. You got to know how to do it old school and do it new school because technology does have its faults and it does fail. It don't work all the damn time. And when it stop working, you can't be clueless. You can't be like, uh, uh, hi, goodbye. Yeah. Not both. Yes. So Dr. Amos Wilson is encouraging us as parents prepare your babies to if they in the public school system if you don't have them in a private school and they in a public school system and that teacher is allowing your babies to be mistreated and abused because they happen to be smart because you know the class dummy is praised and the smart guy is considered to be misknowing or think he or she is better you make that school responsible in ensuring that your child is happy and comfortable in that school and they'll do it the parents that show up and make a fuss, teachers, staff, they all make sure that child right there, make sure they don't have that experience. It all depends on you. And it, and I know it's hard. It's difficult. Maybe sometimes it's good to even bring the child home and homeschool them and find a homeschool hub. It may sound like it's a lot to do, but if your children are important to you and you really want to make sure that they're good, you start chipping away and finding things that's going to work and help them. And it doesn't have to be the way I just said it. It can be something 100% different. That is fine. But have some behind intent needs to be practiced. So... 
Dr. Amos Wilson, he goes on to explain the relationship between concrete and abstract thought. So, for example, if my concrete thought is that, you know, um, again, my child is smart. I want them to be a gymnast. I have to not have an abstract approach where, you know, after school, every day I pick up after school, where are we stopping to get something to eat at? McDonald's, mm. Wendy's. Hell to the no no. <laughs> Your child is going to need to have a well balanced diet and eat well if to push their bodies to the limit like that. Not only even in that, you know, there are studies and you look it up yourself that shows that a child that has a, a decent diet or a great diet, it reflects their intellect and, and their ability to retain information. Mm-hmm. Or as the, how much water they drink compared to the child that's drinking a soda in class. Or during Mm -hmm. lunch, your baby don't need soda. They don't need juice. Give them water. And that's a minute. Like, I've had a few teachers growing up um, where they wouldn't even allow, you know, that type of stuff for snack time. Like, during snack time, if you you had soda or you had something candy or something, it was just like, nope, trash it. Or, you know, like, they they would collect it, you know, from you. um, And they would send you home with a note. Pack an apple, pack mm-hmm. pack some, yeah. you know, pack carrots, pack something more healthy, and pack something that's not gonna have them, you know, high off of sugar and they're ready to crash because that's what that stuff does. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna help you to be conducive throughout the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And pack on better shows if you if you need them to just sit down because I know it's hard sometimes when you just want to get something done and they underneath your feet and their help more is is not so helpful and you're on a time limit. Go out your way and pay for a subscription. You pay for every other subscription to look at your shows. Pay for mm-hmm. the subscriptions that are that have black faces, brown faces, doing things that are smart. They have a lot of shows out there. People are doing the work. There are a lot of cartoon programs that I recently found on Amazon Prime. You keep scrolling down. It goes down for days. Mm -hmm. They have a program called Amoeba, Dr. Lula. She she discusses, I think it's a Canadian-based I'll confirm that shortly. It's a Canadian-based cartoon show. It's only 11 minutes per episode. But sister is telling you, what is the difference between Alzheimer's? What is the difference between, um, you know, why you have headaches and, and other ailments and diseases? And it's in a cartoon form. My daughter mm. looked, was watching it and, and enjoyed the show. There's so many good shows. There's shows where it shows a black grandma and a and, and granddaughter in, enjoying life and discovering things. If you want your child to be intellectually smart, pack, like Kahawia said, start packing good meals in their in their lunch boxes, but good toys, intellectual toys, get science kits, get projects that make them draw or color or clay. Keep them actively thinking and questioning things. We don't need any more robots. We mm-hmm. grew up among parents who were very dependent and submissive to all of the plights that we're dealing with today. And even myself, I'm I'm pretty much institutionalized in in program to depend on a job which i currently have today 
Mm-hmm. I don't want the same for my child. I remind her every day. I do not want you to have a job like me. I want you to have your own business because when you have your own business and when you're able to use your creativity to be the source of your wealth and income, you are freer than most, honey. And go a step further. Don't just, you know, don't just have your own business and then become a slave to that business and be your only employee. Have the business that is prosperous to where it's running because you hiring other folks to run it. And then you really able to enjoy the fruits of your creativity. Yeah. Because when you, you know, when you working around the clock for your business, you still an employee. Yeah. <laughs> it's for yourself, but <laughs> it don't change. You yeah. are still an employee. Yeah. So this is why we need to be mindful of ensuring that we prepare our babies the best way we can. Financial literacy, girl, we're going to have to go and we'll talk about that later on in our Honey, show. Honey, I'm telling you, that rich dad, poor dad. Right. Yeah, and that's where everybody read. We're going to have to get deeper into that and what it looks like for us. He got a few books. Few books we got to get into, yes. So, Dr. Amos Wilson he goes on to explain that the process of family and how we interact with our babies, you know, again, is very important, and their life circumstances is pretty much going to tie them into a successful lifestyle or a not so successful lifestyle, and that's all based on how we interact with our babies. It's vital to our babies' growth and how we have them explore different surroundings they should be involved in many different things it shouldn't just be you know home school Chuck E. Cheese every once in a while or you know the park really expose them to things take them on vacations take them on trips take them to the white man's trophy house which is the museum show them what's Mm -hmm. been stolen show them what's been taken from them you know walk the street sometimes and show them what it looks like when you have given up or when you just lost your way, what those people look like. Then bring them to the places where, you know, I've used, I used to do this. I haven't done this in a long time. You ever did a, um, and now I'm not certain if it's happening now with the so-called pandemic, but they, I used to do the um, realtor meetings and go to like the million dollar homes, act like you're going to buy it just so you can see it. No, I haven't done that. It's on my to-do list. Um, it is such an experience because it makes you feel like, wow, this is how y'all living off of, off of me. Because mm-hmm. again, people who like to think that racism is so old and, and it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, I'm not a racist, racist that happened a long time ago. Well, you profit from, from what has happened in the past. Mm-hmm. You're still receiving privileges because of it. So you have a lot of taxes you owe. Tiny. And you and you're responsible because you haven't given up that wealth, knowing where it came from. How dare you? Mm-hmm. So you know, if it, if it don't apply, let it fly. So <laughs> and you know, we're speaking of profiting and things, you know, like and all the things. And this may be off topic, but I was just having a conversation with a sister that I work with, and um, she was talking to me about. You know, how she had put in for her DNA and those things. And I was like, girl, what the hell you do that for? I said, let me tell you something. I feel like if 
these Europeans and all the things, they can tell me and everybody else where dinosaurs came from. You know, they can find their bones. They can reconstruct the whole dinosaur based on all the things. But you can't pinpoint an exact location where you stole my ancestors from. <laughs> but I'm supposed to trust you and give you my DNA willingly so mm-hmm. that you can make some shit up. Yeah. Because why why is it that you know everything about all the things? You talk about the depths of the ocean. Nobody knows the depths of the ocean, but you listen, some some of them say they know. Mm-hmm. They know all about everything except they and it's not to say that they don't know, but why are you not open about that part? Uh-huh. But I'm supposed to give you my DNA and trust that you mm-hmm. have my best interest at heart. Child, you're right, and they try to convince us that you know, like you said, that you give it, they'll be able to tell you who you are. Well, then when you do do it, because I did it, I did the ancestry ancestry DNA check. You did that shit, yeah. I did, I did that a few years ago. It was actually a gift from my ex, and we did it together. And um, I always get you let that motherfucker convince you to spit in a jar. I did, Lord. It's so look, I got got. However, it was a worthy experience because I can speak about it today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, after you spit in a jar and submit your DNA sample, that's how they collect it. They collect it via your saliva. They sent me a whole list of um countries within the continent of Al Kebulan, aka Africa, that they said that I'm from. And every single place they said I was from, when I Google how to travel there or look for a flight to get there, United Nations said, you may not travel there, it's not safe. Mm. You may not travel there, it's not safe. And to my surprise, every single country, one in particular, the Congo, um, um, the I think it's called Dominican Republic of the Congo, mm-hmm. they, um, and it, that was like the largest percentage I was from, like out of all of the countries, most of my DNA was from that land in that space. And that is the land that they use to make sure these computers and phones and stuff work. They mine the grounds there to get all of the minerals and the the, the, the golds and silvers or whatever is used and do your own research to see it for yourself for these phones and gadgets to work. So I'm like, you know, they try to convince us that we're such an inferior group and we're so poor, but no, we're wealthy because they're, they're constantly on our land mining and taking everything from us. And we are pretty much giving it away mm-hmm. because white supremacy, racism make us want to be kumbaya and always trying to assimilate and adapt to a culture that has been feeding off of us as a cancer for, for centuries on end. When mm-hmm. are we going to wake up? Because the white man is as powerful as he is because we decide to let him be. Mm-hmm. It's all in our thought, in our mind, and how we move. Especially when it comes to how we just let them come into the countries within our cable line. Constantly yeah. just letting them come in and not preparing each other of what of what they have done and what we should do. But that's a whole other topic in itself. But yes, girl, I did get got. <laughs> Honey. The ancestry DNA testing. I did. But thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Anytime. So Dr. Amos Wilson, he goes on to share that, look, the parent-child relationship, to be honest, 
um, as can be, um, according to Dr. Francis, I said Dr. Francis Chris Wilson, bless you, spirit, because I, I was not going there. I meant to say Dr. Amos and Wilson. Um, the brother pretty much says that if you are living in poverty in any form or fashion, and the poverty we typically know to be is, you know, the projects. If you live in a house in a household where you're limited and restricted on experiences that's going to build you, he said that your children are also going to be handicapped. And not that this is a definite, but this just means that the plight to get your baby to a successful route is harder, as well as if the father is not present in the home. Again, and this is, I had a conversation with another sister the other day. She was like, she doesn't let her baby father visit because he ain't paid the bills. What Stop type of shit? Stop that. It is better for that father to spend time with that child um, as often as possible, whether he help you with the child or not financially, they can help in other ways with time. I mean, and you know what? Definitely wholeheartedly agree with that point. But I would have just asked her, how would you feel if somebody stepped into your world and told you, you know, oh, you was late on that bill? Oh, you insufficient. You can't see your child. I'm definitely want to talk to her again. You're right. I, we spoke briefly. I tried to get her to see the point of the fact that it's important for that baby to have access to their dad, regardless of the fact that they're not able to pay. And according to her, he has full capability of paying. She's upset that he hasn't given her a dollar since the baby was 10 months old. Currently, the child is two years. So because he hasn't given her any money, she has limited him to see the baby only on Sundays from morning to late evening. And he's not allowed to spend the night with the baby or the baby's not allowed to spend the night with the father. So and none of that is OK. None of on it both is OK. Sides. On both sides. And the, and, but this is something that she's demanding. Now, I don't know how strongly he is pushing the situation because you got some brothers that's like, all right. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't see I see my child once a week. That's all mommy said. I, I don't want to argue or fight. But then he's fighting like mine. <laughs> mine ain't put up no fight. He was like, all right, I ain't here to listen. I'm not gonna fight. Eventually, she'll grow up and she'll see. And yes, I grew up and I did see. You know that some things, you know, were a little bit you know skewed from the point of view that i had however you are still responsible for not even trying to keep in contact with me mm -hmm. are you kidding me so yeah i see and you know i still honor you for being my father and, and um you know for help bringing me into this world but honey listen yeah it's like because it, it re who, you're you're already brilliant sister Kahawia, through all of your traumas i feel that i'm brilliant in my respect with all of my traumas but how great we could have been mm. without the traumas and that is what dr amos wilson is reminding us is that when we have these problems in our homes the poverty the fatherlessness and a lot of time poverty exists because of our desire and crave for things because mm -hmm. you can have everything that you need if you control some of your cravings, some of us put ourselves in a poverty situation unnecessarily. 
Mm-hmm. Because we just have to have those Jordans or that bag or that hairstyle or those nails. So according to Dr. Amos Wilson, when your priorities is not in check, it retards your baby. We like to talk about who retarded. And then a special ed class, special ed happens to be in your damn home. Mm. We retard our babies. We stunt their growth when we are not focused on their development. Mm-hmm. It's not so much so nothing in a woman and then she eat what she want and have a baby. You do a baby shower, feed, clothe, dress the baby, make sure they don't hurt themselves. And now you a parent. It's mm-hmm. much more to that. It's much more thinking to that. And if you stop there, you have retarded the genius of your child. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what we're discussing and talking about. Um, Dr. Amos Wilson, he goes on to explain that in order for the parent to rear a child that, you know, is future oriented and is prepared to compete against its white counterpart, because we're not on the same team. Mm -hmm. In order for them to get to that place, you, we have to make sure, again, we expose them because we want our babies to have self-control. We want them to be disciplined. This whole notion, oh, I can't, and this is a commonality among many black parents. Oh, I can't take my baby nowhere. He bad. Mm-hmm. Dr. Joy DeGroy, he, she explained that that does, we practice that saying and constantly because of our post-traumatic slavery disorder. Because back in the days, if our baby was too good, then a white folk would want to buy them so they can be good for them. So we always downplayed our children to protect them. We don't have to do that anymore. Mm -mm. So we need to speak on what is great about our babies. If your baby, you find them to be lazy, you don't call that baby lazy. You tell that baby, why you don't clean your room? You were so smart. Why you don't take the time to fix this room? Come on, I will help you. Maybe you don't know how. And you take the time and show them how to do it and then expect them to do it the way they've been shown. Mm -hmm. We have false expectations with no God, no expectations, no God. (laughs) And then, you know, it it, it, is such a, um, a horrible situation that we put our babies in where all it takes is just a change of thought and consistency with that thought. Mm -hmm. We are what we think. So if you want the best out of your baby, speak on what you want from them, not what they are doing at the moment in time. If your baby girl is moving to what we call that word, and I hate that word when it comes with little girls, fast. Mm-hmm. She's so fast. You know how you diminish a sister's soul when you call her fast? and you Or pissy tail. Mm-hmm. I used to get pissy tail. Oh, you fast pissy tail. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? And then you end up acting that way, not even not even realizing you are becoming that because that was your reference. Mm-hmm. So now when a young man want to be intimate with you, like, oh, might as well. Versus mm-hmm. when somebody's telling you, sister, you're beautiful. Any man that has the chance to be intimate with you, they should feel privileged and lucky. You don't give that space to just anybody. And how this is how you choose. You build up that way. Not no knucklehead boy could come and smile at you and you like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. I, do you know who you talking to? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so these are the things that, you know, and 
it's good that we're bringing all of this out because it's totally different from what the topic is. But it's essential because these are common topics that come up within the family structure that we just pass over like it's not a big deal. Listen, don't just teach that to your daughters. Teach that to your sons, too. They yes. Gonna... Yes. Because brothers out here getting hurt, too. Okay? Mm-hmm. And a lot of brothers, they get hurt the reverse. There's some dusty daughters, too. And dusty daughters and dusty, yes. It sure is, because you got the sisters, typically, we try hard the first time around, get hurt, and then we end up acting a fool. Then you got the brothers, Um, excuse me, you have the sisters that try hard with the brother, and then they get hurt, and then they find their worth. Then you have the brothers that don't try at all, get hurt, and then they trying to figure out their worth, and they're a forgotten being. Because there's a lot of brothers out there that's hurt by these dusty women that Sister Kahawia talk about, but they don't have these portals where they feel comfortable. They don't have brotherhoods that's willing to listen to their cry and their story. They normally have to figure that out on their own. And there's that mental health component. I mean, I guess this is like, I see that we're kind of going into mental health, sis, in regard to just the self-healing because these topics are so heavy, but no one is really discussing them in the magnitude that we are mm-hmm. but um yeah because brother. so many people just have the conversation and then they go back to talking about bullshit <laughs> <laughs> and then every couple of months okay yeah yeah let's talk about this again yeah. you know it's like mental health is not a trend it's damn it's not bandwagon to jump on nope and everybody including us is a fine hairline to get off your sanity sanity uh-huh. and insanity is is divided by a hair listen my listen <laughs> the hair i'm holding on to is so thin <laughs> yo so thin it is damn near transparent okay yeah. like and it is Woo. yes and by you saying that, Sister Kahawia, anybody that's listening, that's into the podcast world, start practicing what you say, yo. Seriously, because we can't be the only ones discussing this topic. This needs to be popularized to a higher level. And like Sister Kahawia and I mentioned all the time, we're not going to seek clout and force it out there. You take it if you want it. Share it at will. But it should be something we all feed into do. There should be more podcasts that we can reflect on and be like, yo, okay, that made mm-hmm. sense. Actually, I'll shout out a podcast that I did enjoy and they seem to be on point. I don't like 100% of how the show was ran um, just because of my own feelings on how it should be done. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> but um, they're called ProduceJustice.com. They have a live radio show. They actually interview one of the, the brothers that's been doing this work for years. He got to be in his 90s. I don't know his name. Excuse me. I don't know his age, but his name is Mr. Neely Fuller Jr. Every Tuesday between 9 and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, he um, is on this radio show called ProduceJustice.com producejustice.com they have a phone number for you to call in and you can ask questions and stuff like that and 
Um, the last show was October 28th. I'm going to try to catch the next show to see if they're still active, but it's an excellent, excellent, um, podcast. And they talk about these very topics we're discussing today. Mm -hmm. So, yes. So, um, our goal again for parents. Well, you know what, her love, since you did bring up a podcast, I am going to share a podcast that I recently started listening to. Yes. Um, now, I, I am going to put the disclaimer out there that y'all know. I don't really be too big on, um, you know, the whole public figure hype. However, Jill Scott has a podcast with two young ladies. Um, and I I started listening to it from the beginning. Because, I, girl, I can't tune into no podcast and, and just start from right where you at. I got to go all the way back. Mm. All the way back. I, I need to know about the root of this podcast um but um the other two young ladies are Leia St. Clair and Asia Graydon Dantzler Lord forgive me if I am butchering up y'all names um Jill Scott presents J.L. the podcast they so so far since I've started it honey they touch on a whole bunch of different things they um but especially as it relates to the experience of black women in America um, so you have the conversations from, you know, spankings, you know, like of the children, some, some are for it, some are not for it. You know, you have the conversation of, you know, how black people are sacred, black culture is sacred. Um, just even one of the episodes I listened to recently was when they dived into sexual assault and it's not just, you know, for a black woman, any woman can listen, but I do love how they're when they share their opinion, it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it's trying to save face for corporate America. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some moments where you can see where Jill is not going to fuck up her brand, and I get it. Um, but she is still very she's as authentic. I feel she's as authentic as she can be on this platform and I I do enjoy the conversations that they have surrounding certain topics so definitely check that out okay and again the these are all um don't you have to build your arsenal right of positive information so Mm -hmm. it's not just you know one source it's not one book it's not one event it's a multitude of things that's Mm -hmm. constantly building you and rebranding you and uplifting you and getting you to that next level. Because once you get to that level, guess what? There's another. There's another. Our, our brain computer does not max out. There's no, you know, a cap on our ability until a diseased, a diseased comfort within our body. There's a shutdown and then there's other things that happen in that nature. But for the most part, when you're operating well... You can take on as much information as you want. So just remember that to constantly build yourself up with positive information that's going to make you question. I'll try to listen into um to that sister. I you know, Yashkara trained me so bad. <laughs> We're not listening to celebrities a hundred percent. I don't know if that's a service or a disservice, but Lord. I know. I feel that way too. Um but I definitely gonna however check it out because you mentioned it. I do like um, some of her work so for instance I do like her music um, you know she does tend to stick with that kind of neo soul vibe but she does I like to see her 
in film. I like to, you know, like I like her work. So aside from the fact that, you know, she has other things about these public figures. Yeah. <laughs> she, um, overall, she's not as bad as compared to someone like uh, um, a Cardi B, who I love Cardi B because of her rawness. I like Cardi B now. But what I'm saying is, I'm not. But I'm saying for what she stands for, because I don't like how Cardi B is helping branding girls or branding yeah. women in her era. It's just too much. It is. There's a level of sexy and being classy. It's what her, the classiness goes out the window. You don't have to, I love that she, she's all about speaking in Ebonics and comfortable in that way. You ain't going to make her feel like she's not smart because of it. Love that. But the whole, you know, overly sexualization of things, that's just too much. Because a lot of us got it twisted that our beauty stems from our pussy. Honey, and actually, I talked about that too in the podcast. She was like, I was not here for the WAP. <laughs> it's yeah. just way it too just explicit. Too She's like, you know, I'm an artist, so I like I I really do care about lyrics and like wordplay. And there's just no wordplay in that song. She was like, and this is no shade, but that's how I feel, and it is what it is. Well, it should be shade. I well, when I on K and K Real Talk, I'm I'm shady. It's shade. Huh? I, I said I'm shady. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Or I feel old to say that I'm shady. No, I don't like. I, somebody got to take a stance. This, this, but we ain't political figures or feel like we have to be politically correct. That's incorrect. Right. <laughs> and I felt like the, so, like that was one of the statements, you know, and where you know she would still have to protect her brand to you know to some extent, but you know. It is what it is. That's why we never trade places for her. But we're going to move on. Never. Never, never ever. Never. Always independent. So, yes, brothers and sisters, we got to create an algorithm that works for us to help make sure that we produce the best care packages that we can for our babies so that they can avoid going into the world of just being mentally dependent. As us parents and our elders above us who haven't taken the initiative this is not 100% some people have stepped out the box and Dr. Amos Wilson he goes on to explain that there's a great deal of questions that need to come up um, in regards to how we encourage and reward our babies like you know it shouldn't be a situation where when a child doesn't do what he's supposed to do at home then that's the moment you tell him to sit down and read a book like it's a punishment Mm-hmm. You know, learning should never be a punishment or at no level. And understand again, and he reiterates this constantly in the chapter, that questions are important intellectual tools. So every time your baby asks a question, regardless of how difficult it is to answer it, those are the teachable moments you have to hold on to and love to answer. And I know we've been trained to be frustrated in those moments. We've been trained with the children are meant to be seen and not heard. If we really want our babies to compete with these white folks and these people that's creating these gadgets and things that we so love and adore and need in our homes, if we want them to be the creators of these things as well, we have to take the time to answer their questions. Because when we take the time to answer their questions, we give them the example for them to learn how to take the time to answer their own questions. Mm-hmm. They do what they see. Um, brothers and sisters, um, Dr. Amos Wilson, he goes on to remind us again that 
you know, we we've heard this time and time again. Being a black person, especially a black woman, you got two strikes against you. You're black mm. and you're a woman. Mm. And he explained the double handicap. He says the first handicap is the fact that we're not a part of white environment. So we're constantly feeling the threat and the stress by not being able to perform adequately against this peer group that seems to be running the damn world. And then the second um, strike and, and plight that we have is that our success is considered low or small in comparison to others and that we have mm -hmm. to honestly be a real be realist in in what has happened so if you wanted to be a doctor all your life and you just never applied yourself you may have to let that dream go you know what that reminds me of what was it um and i, I constantly bring him up brother chris rock when he was like um he said, now, I don't believe that, you know, if if um, two people take a test or I guess if two people go for a job, one black, one white, and, you know, the um, the the white boy, I guess, either scored higher or whatever, um, that the black person should get the job. But he was like, but if we... If, if we get to the same school, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> like, fuck fuck them. <laughs> He's like, you had a hundred year head, you had a four hundred year head start, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and we want our babies, and not so much so to assimilate and adapt to get this job, but to position themselves to be as creative, as forward thinking, to preserve their own wealth and knowledge. Because mm -hmm. how how is it that we are so intelligent and so smart and so able that we, and because we're underneath this system that has pretty much within the past centuries have been able to get the best of us, shouldn't we try to figure out how to get out of that? Because the, uh, the best crop of us continues to work for white America mm -hmm. the globally everybody get get the education get the information get the experience and then want to get a good career a good job well you know what it is because we because we out here getting education and we not getting the information we need to get the right information yeah yeah, because we're being educated. What, what they said, I was listening to Dr. Amos Wilson. He was like, you know, we all got degrees. He said, they ain't giving you a 360 degree. Mm. They giving you a degree of 360. Mm. So you write about that information. <laughs> we need to get the 360 degree information. <laughs> not, a, not a piece of the, the 360 that they give us. So again, Dr. Amos Wilson, he even bolded it in his text. Do not um, make intelligence and synonym uh, a synonym to um, IQ. Mm -hmm. It is not the same, and there is no test that can determine someone's true intellectual capacity. This is from the test creators themselves. They say that there's no way that you can truly detect someone's intellectual capacity it is just a tool used to be able to discriminate 
against a group of people from having and attaining certain information. And Dr. Amos Wilson is at, is reminding us, is like, do we really want to train and prep our babies to continue to assimilate and adapt into white world to so-called try to outbeat them in their world? Or should we step away from their world 100% and create our own? Because they and, and when you step away from their world and create your own, don't fucking broadcast to them like, yo, fuck y'all. I'm doing my own shit. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm yeah. doing. Because that's how they come and trample all over your own shit. Yeah. Constant. They don't want you to separate. They benefit from you struggling as a part of it. Yeah. And if you found a way to not struggle and to not be a part of it and, you know, succeed in your own right, you share that with your folks quietly. Stop putting yeah. anything on fucking blast stop going on their media services and and broadcasting shit like this is foolish yeah because they don't do that they Honey. keep they keep their secrets to the damn they, they don't damn tell side. us nothing until 100 years later and act they, like it's some new shit yeah and it's okay not even to put on your own peer sometime if they have shown you in the past that they weren't yeah. for you so when people show you who they are, pay attention to that and don't try to fix that relationship in the way of putting them back into your circle. Mm -hmm. You can fix the relationship to maintain peace, but remember your circle. Remember the people who stood by your side with no question. Those are the people you hold on dear. The ones that showed you their sign and, and hurt you and never tried to fix it. Keep them, you know, when people walk out your life they walked out for a reason. The ancestors could have been working on their asses to go <laughs> for, for a purpose. Allow and understand that that's okay for that to happen that way. Um, Dr. Amos Wilson, he goes on to explain that, again, the test creator, his exams are all culturally biased. And it's based on their experiences as a white middle class structure. So when they create these exams, this is how they objectively justify and maintain, you know, this degree of, well, these groups of people only can have a, a position at this school because they've managed to pass my test, meaning, which is smart. They gave a test to make sure they have like-minded. Maybe mm -hmm. we need to take a page from their book. Honey, you want to work for me? I need to give you a test to see if you are like minded as me because I don't want to deal with the riffraff of trying to change you, honey. And that's what all the jobs do all them fucking um 500 question, them, them damn 500 questionnaire things, psychologically, psychological tests, and things of that nature. Yeah, they're constantly creating and, and figuring out how they can sort and screen who they want in their work environment, as honey. Yup, as they should, because there's been many a time where I was like, you know what? I don't even want this fucking job. <laughs> I ain't gonna keep answering these goddamn stupid questions. They did ask me the same shit times already in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> there have been those moments for me, like those those moments of, do you really want to work here? Yeah. <laughs> like, I really had to think about that. Yes, and and again, this does not mean that you are inferior because you didn't pass that test. No, nope. you're not inferior because you didn't pass the LSATs, you didn't pass the GRE, you didn't pass the PSAT or whatever exam that they give you their acronym. That is okay. This is historically they have used this intellectual, um, so-called um test to determine 
uh, someone's ability and capability is because they want to be able to have a system in place to prevent groups of people from engaging into a certain practice or study or position. Don't this sound what racism is? Is is being a racist is having the power structure to omit a group of people from doing something or attaining something. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the, the the IQ test is a tool of yeah. racism, white supremacy, and we continuously try to assimilate and adapt to their culture by scoring high on this test to what to infiltrate. We ain't going to infiltrate in their created system. <laughs> like, I, mean, I created this. I created this to keep you out. L. Oh, you made it through and you came in. Guess what? It's a whole bunch of Mr. Smiths in the room as the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And ain't Neo's team is a whole bunch. You just graduated into the Mr. Smith <laughs> classroom in society. Oh, I mean, schizoid negroid. Schizoid negroid. A hundred percent. So he goes on to explain that, you know, which I love is that he explained that, you know, the thinking of the racist is that because they have the power and the ability to destroy, plunder, drastically change and just do what do whatever the hell they wish to do. That is all that they use as as a reference point as for intellectual superiority. Like the fact that they've been able to destroy groups of people and no one's been able to stop them, this makes them intellectual superior, which is insane. Like everybody know the IQ test is, is bullshit, but we haven't developed a system to have a, a, a an exam equivalent to this that produces the same results, meaning we can take care of ourselves to the highest extent as we would like. That we that we can say we operate outside of them. We can't. So they, because they are superior right now, and which is which superior, all it means. Because most times when you hear that word, people feel like, oh my god, they're saying that I'm inferior. I can't be. No, superior just means that you have no control over what they say and do. Mm-hmm. White folks get to say and do a whole bunch of shit that we don't like, but we can't control it. That's yeah. just what superior is. That's all it means. Now, what are we gonna do with that information? Honey. So I but. exactly. So you know, he Dr. Amos Wilson, he reminds us again that look, black intellect, um, our inferiority complexes can be destroyed and and um completely if we properly figure out the common root of what is going on in our household that's encouraging our babies to continue to go down a rabbit hole of confusion, or if we're going to take the intentional steps to pull them up out of that rut and prepare them to be able to compete as proud um, individuals, because the biggest intellectual um, confidence and ability you can structure for your child is self-love. If your babies love themselves 100%, 100%, well, they're not going to let somebody torment their body, their mind, their ability. They will be able to compete on that basis alone. Mm-hmm. Now, the level and degree of it will determine on their practice and their study and focus, but they can get in the ring and compete. 
if they have self-love and they'll be able to compete on our side, which is the victims of white supremacy side. So he goes on to tell us and, and, um, and explain again that, you know, the, the whole notion of, you know, the fact that there is one group smarter than the other, that doesn't exist at all there you you put a white man in a room and a black man in a room you can't look at that black person and say automatically he is smarter than a white man no that's just not the capable that's not what it is because they have to be smarter than us to be able to do what they're doing mm -hmm. so they have the ability right now of control and how we want to get out of this control dr amos wilson gives us tips he gives about 12 tips of what we can do as parents to structure our babies to make sure that they are being prepared for a lifestyle that's going to help them get rid of this this white monkey <laughs> mm. that's on our back because it's 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 at a refinement stage Another the monkey on our back the monkey on the head it's on our titty it's, it's everywhere it's everywhere it's, it's in our name Huh. Our name, uh, look, we, we speak in English, right? This yeah. is the same language that our enslaved mothers and fathers spoke. We still got their jobs. Hmm. We still wear their clothes. Yeah. We still pray to their gods. Mm. We still, I mean, look, <laughs> we are still in the same, same position. We just have more comforts. More. We're not in the quarters of the mud hut. As it was in the in the in, in you know in the shack in 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 and some of us still are. We got yeah. some de deplorable living conditions of some folk here in the Americas, um, whether white or black. And you know what's so sad to say? Just as a human being, uh, a human means color. Like human. <laughs> as some a brother told me, he was like, "You want to disrespect a white person? You tell them they're not even human because you mm. gotta be a color man." Honey. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to say that because the goal is not to be rude or disrespectful. And even though I talk about white supremacy, racism, I do not hate on nobody. Let me just put that out there. I don't hate on anybody or any groups of people. But those who are racist, fuck you. shame on you. Shame on you. And not only just fuck you, when you going to help us? Because there was a, you know how white folk, and white folk do this a lot, and I'm going to prepare a script because according to the doc, um, excuse me, Mr. Neely Fuller, who's a book that I really want us to read um, in, the, in the near future. He says that everything we say and do strategically needs to be, excuse me, everything that we say or do needs to be strategically thought out before it's done, especially when we are operating and speaking among white folk. And because I have a young baby, I tend to get white old couples that just come to just want to glance over and like, oh, he looks so cute. Oh, this, that, and the third. And I've been thinking, what is going to be my script? Because normally I just say thank you and keep it moving. But now I want to use those teachable moments for them to say, oh, you think he's cute? What are you doing in your world to prepare to make sure my baby don't get shot down or beat mm -hmm. down? That needs to be yes. that needs to be my fault, and that is what I'm training myself today, not just today, but in recent times. That and now you will hear on the show me having an encounter because I'm going to say this. And mind you, when the time comes for me to say it, I might be stuttering because I'm comfort comfortable here. But in that and space, you know what? And I might be nervous. 
one um what was it what's his face life unplugged podcast when that airs um we had just because when when he had refreshed our memory as to you know on our podcast where you know i was saying that i wouldn't accept a compliment from a white man mm-hmm. he asked me you know to explain that i'm like the fuck i'm gonna do with a compliment mm-hmm. teach me then i don't know about how to uplift my people within this yeah. fucked up world that you got us in yeah. like that's what you can talk to me about if you won't spend any breath speaking my way th- these are the things we need to talk about and that's something that i need to have it, it, even if it's it, uh, mind you maybe won't have this conversation at work because i need my coins to come in to take care of my children who knows i should probably still should but i have never done it before so i'm definitely going to practice in the streets anytime somebody yeah nah don't do that at work um (laughs) i say that because you treat it like politics politics don't belong in office yes yes but i have a little one that is crying for mommy's attention if there's no further ado i would like to you know shut our show down because um dad is bringing in one second brothers and sisters oh my baby i'm sorry I'm sorry, my love. I'm sorry, beautiful. Okay? Everything is all right. Mommy is here. Let's have some breasts. (laughs) Honey, we do have further ado. But if you need to shut it down, we can shut it down. No, go ahead. Further, let's, let's, you can continue, my love, my sister. I'm sorry. I just wanted to, um hold the conversation for a second just so that I can tend to this baby because he's Listen, that's all right the baby come first we all doing this work because the black child comes first yes <laughs> and he is he is a strong young man already yes he is you know how to get what he want honey <laughs> that's that big leo energy okay he's <laughs> like I'm, I listen I did not come in this world to play with y'all okay <laughs> Because he let his father have it. He will scream and holler till no end until he get his breast. Honey, that separated him from his number one meal source. And he uh-huh. is not having it. Not at all. And you know what? This is off topic, but this I don't know what happened to him or what he thought. I'm, I'm assuming that this is he's pulling from my past. But I no lie, I sat him down in this little chair that one of his aunties got him. And the chair has three dolls hanging from the top portion of the chair. It's supposed to teach them eye and hand coordination for them to reach out and touch. Well, one of the um, the objects is the form of a tree. Mm-hmm. He stared at that tree and cried so hard. Mm. I was, I was, I'm like, wow, is he thinking on a level of strange fruits? Who knows? Because mm-hmm. our babies, they see so much. They're peeing. They say that their third eye is 100% open when they're first born. People casually say, you know, babies see spirits. Because you see their eyes are intent Mm -hmm. at objects or other things around you, not even looking at you. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing the work, brothers and sisters. I'm appearing in these streets, okay? Honey. I'm doing my best to take care of my baby. And, um... And in return, not taking care of just him, but taking care of your babies because your babies is going to encounter mine. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put all of this work into my child and then your child untaught just gun my baby down. Honey. You know, this is why we're doing the work that we do. And it, it, we have to multiply the, these thoughts and attitudes and opinions 
But back at the topic at hand, you were saying, sister, we were just having this conversation on the other podcast. Oh, yeah, but I, oh, um, we had spoke on that, but we were talking about further ado. So we were supposed to come back to the show and discuss the imitation of lights because I didn't see both versions now. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I haven't seen the other one, but we can still discuss Honey, the that I did see. So now I know that at first, you know, when I first spoke about it, I, w- I was disgruntled with that first one. But in comparison to the second one, I like the first one. <laughs> <laughs> because now I don't like it, you know, like like it as a whole. I still don't ever want to watch them again. But <laughs> in comparison to that second one, um, because now, now I got to see it. I have to there, there were some differences. So there there were some things that I liked about the second one, which is I like that the black woman she, she had um she had more talking points with her daughter in regards to what she was going um in regards to what she was experiencing and her place as a black woman even still. So I did like that she did have they did give her more more air like more airtime to speak on those things. Whereas in the first one, you know, she she didn't speak about it much with the daughter. Um, she just kind of like spoke about it. Um, among when you herself. say first or second, you talking about the older one is the first one or the newest one? Because there's two that came out. I'm trying to figure out which one you're discussing. So the 1930-something one is your favorite? Not favorite, but is the one that I like more. Because she actually explained more of her position. Well, no. So she explained more of her position in the remake. In that 1951. Oh, understood. Okay. Um, but I didn't like the 1951. Because first of all... So again, before you continue, this is imitation of life. Of life. Imitation yeah. of life. There's two versions. 1937 and 1950. 1959, I think. Yeah, 1959. All right. So um, I didn't like that the 1959 one completely changed the character names because I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> um, so that was, <laughs> I ain't like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, honey, it was just, I was just like, what the hell? They done made the woman. She's all in the theater and all the things. But one of the things that had um had stuck out to me was when she was going through her her process of you know becoming a a, a film star, whatever the case, the the person that she was trying to solicit to be her agent, he said to her, "If the dramatists want to eat and sleep with you, you will eat and sleep with them." Mm. And that's like one of the things that he said it so quickly and so sly that you would miss it. And I but missed that. I that didn't even did, catch that. Honey, she hightailed out that man's office. But um, but the thing for me was, so it was great. I felt like it was a great tidbit because, you know, um, Hollywood, they tell all their secrets. So mm-hmm. it was a great tidbit that they had put that there. But then the retrospect for me was, so she hightailed out of his office, which I was like, okay, you know what? 
she got some dignity about herself. She not finna do that. Oh. But then later on down the line, the dude that put her in the play, she couldn't wait to sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so maybe she just wasn't attracted to that guy. <laughs> like now that put me in a different headspace because, you know, then she slept with him, you know, and she got all the plays and things. I, I, I don't know if she married him, whatever the case, but it was just, I didn't, I didn't too much care for the storyline of that one. Well, just so you brothers and sisters know, within the imitation of life is pretty much a black woman trying to raise her daughter to love and want to be a black woman and not assimilate and adapt to the life of white culture that she doesn't want to be black and no longer take on the task in the plight of trying to reclaim the dignity, the freedom, the pride, the respect, and everything that's been taken from us, which I don't want none of that. I want the land, the money, the resources, okay? Right, but continue to not like me. I feel like even though that was the underlining um, context, most of the movie was focused on the white woman in her career. Like, it wasn't like... I know, it's true. That was the backstory (laughs) of the white woman in her career, but that that is true, but that was supposed to be the imitation, right? Like, you know, even the white woman herself, she was imitating a category that she actually wasn't living. She well, she actually did become that. She I wanted to living. be the white woman did become that. She wanted to be better and higher in her class of of an actress. She did really really well professionally. Yeah, I mean, even in the first one. So I'm still trying to figure out what the hell the white woman was imitating if that, seeing as though that's the name of the movie. (laughs) I think that was only related to the black woman's daughter because she was imitating a life that wasn't hers. She was, but her her portion of the movie was Was very small. It was very small. So like, if you didn't remember what the hell the name of the movie was, you would have thought it was about the white woman becoming the movie star. Yeah, that is true. And that, you know, that this other people was a supporting characters. Now, one thing, too, um, that just came to my mind, that in in that 1959 version, that that woman, she had got smacked up by some white man. That wasn't in the first one. I was like, no, they fucking didn't gonna extend this movie to to incorporate this part so they change the storyline change the characters names and then going to include a, a whole segment where you know if a black woman is found out to be passing you know the white man just completely like he can take it upon himself to smack her across the fucking street well yeah that's that's the reality of it that is the reality but I ain't like that shit I <laughs> I like it not one bit. Start looking at these old. I mean, when you have time, because you know sometimes you need to get out of the rat race of just fighting for freedom or whatever it is you're fighting for. You should be standing for something. You don't want to fall for anything. They're checking out these old flicks are dope. You still have to check out the Anna Lucasta, um, with Eartha Kitt. Mm. Um, that's a good one too. Um, but yeah, we're gonna constantly actually let me make sure I said her name right because I just said Anna Lacosta. Um, and I think I might have said that that um yes, my love. Yes, it is called Anna Lucasta from 1958. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a good film. Um, definitely a good film to check out, and it's with within the 
the relationships of um, what black women go through. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and and I know that I'm going to do, we were just talking about this too earlier too, that we have so much information about the black woman's experience or her so-called experience, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It would be nice to tap into the brothers um, sometimes. Honey, it's happened to the brothers who's gonna be honest. Yeah. Um, and who who feels safe enough to be vulnerable in our space to share that. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yes, we had a long show today, brothers and sisters. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Yes. And doing the work. And not even so much thank you for listening to us, but thank you for wanting to just be a part of just trying to do better. You know, like we ain't out here being malicious and hurting folk and trying to do harm by people. We really want to do the best that we can and not just say it, but do it. Mm-hmm. So oh, and real quick, one of the other quotes that has stood out to me um, from the character um, that Miss Juanita Moore played, she said, how can I tell my daughter that she was born to be hurt? Mm. Honey, that thing. I love that. I love, and you know what? I'm going to tell my daughter that. Mm. I'm going to tell her that she is because she has, she was born during a war, a war that's not, it doesn't feel bad Mm -hmm. every day because I'm able to cover it up. But this world is evil as fuck. All our babies are. Shit, we were. Yeah. We all was born to be hurt at this point. Yeah. Until a system of justice is replaced by the injustices, by the current system, which is white supremacy, racism, we are born to be hurt because I just happen to be born with this amount of melanin. So therefore, I am on this land at this time on this so-called planet, those who have melanin, the most melanin down to the least, you are allowed to be hurt mm. and encouraged, encouraged solely on the color of your skin. Solely on the color of your skin. Yeah. And then now it's at a refinement stage where now when we have these conversations and say it, people are like, no, it's not because Beyonce, because Jay-Z, because this and every time someone says that I ask again so who controls the electricity the water Mm -hmm. the oil the land the resources the ships the airplane Mm -hmm. none of them is us yeah so where is all of this so called wealth oh because they got a black card right because they got a house that means something because they on every tv screen because that means something because who controls the media not us not us oh because i wanted to go to beyonce school we talked about this before you had me only for heroin addicts i was like damn i gotta shoot myself up to get (laughs) to go to this school for free and how about nobody was in the school? It was, I remember that day, nobody because was Because when school. have you ever seen a heroin addict that can focus on some shit? <laughs> that is not realistic. <laughs> like, I was so mad. And I think when I found out about that, like when it was happening, I I lost so much respect for her. And that was before Yashkara. <laughs> like now, I just, uh-huh. the disrespect is off the chart. Um, <laughs> but... 
and not even the disrespect, but the lack of respect is off the charts. But that mm-hmm. day, child, I lost so much. I was like, what the fuck? And to add on to what you're saying, because I think it's deeper than just respect as you're saying it from, from knowing where you're coming from and what we talk about. Mm-hmm. I think it's just more of a disappointment. Because it's yeah. like, you know, we these these celebrities, entertainers, sport figures, they go in with the intent to change the world to with good intentions to do well by their family and their community. But once is again, is like in trying to infiltrate Mr. Smith Town. Mm-hmm. You can't. You get what what Yashkara say, your arms too short to box for saying. Stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. I know I can't go into that world because that world isn't for me. So the only thing they're gonna have me do is assimilate and adapt. Look at the the child the child stars that go into the industry. They look one way coming in and look a whole nother way coming out. Mm-hmm. And then you signing your babies up to get in line to be that to be the next one of that. Come yeah. on, come on. People walking off walking off their careers because they don't want to be a part of certain things we look at them like they crazy but the people that stay and and they alter themselves like little kim out of all of those conscious so-called conscious rappers that whole era was dope yet that whole era had her now looking like an old chinese white man Mm. that's insane and we and you signing your baby up to be a rapper to that industry. Stay, mm-hmm. you gonna do something. Stay independent, yo, because it ain't safe going that route. They show it. Do your own damn research. They show it every day. I don't want my son being no little Nas X. He got something to say too. He like, look, <laughs> listen to what she say. She's speaking facts. <laughs> Yo, and they disrespectful little like for because of this whole ever you can't even be people in the celebrity world they can't say nothing honest little Nas X compared to Nas you know when you look Nas up he don't even come up top no more mm. he don't even come up top no more let me look yeah he top oh yeah he sell top He's still top. But you see that little Nas X if you scroll up? <laughs> yeah, you do. Man. Mm. Well, and this is why it's good to do your own research. Hi. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before we continue, let's let our readers know where we left off at. Yeah, I was finna. Okay, we cool. um We going into chapter seven. I had already looked at it. Even though it's 20 pages, there are a lot of graphs and things. I think we can do it all in one shot. I don't think we need to break it up. No? Okay. Mm-mm. Because if you look at it, where are we going to break it up at? Because everything is geared, you know, towards that chart that's smack in the middle. And then there's okay. another part. That's fine. I'm cool with that. If If anything... I'll tell, call you offline, but I think we'll be fine. Which is typically what happens, right? Because <laughs> we be looking at the pages like, oh, yeah, this is good. But then when we start reading them pages, we be like, shit, we got to break this one up. That's why you got to do your own reading because people make mistakes. Like Sister Kahawia just um, corrected me with 
who showed up first on the on the SEO um, Google engine? Because I know when I searched him up before, I saw him first, but I'll stand corrected. That's why you must do your own research. Always check in. And it's not so mm-hmm. much to just prove somebody is wrong, but just to verify. Because as you verify, you may come across something new that the person who told you information, they may not even be aware of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because um, even like... um. What is that? Um, Diamond from Players Club. What is that? I don't trust nobody's information but my own. <laughs> understood. Understood. So, yes, that's chapter seven, language and communication. Yes, language capacity, behavior, black dialect, and linguistic conflicts. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I am, too. So get your reading on. Until next time, lady y'all. Yep. Slowly became a victim to my own thoughts What's the price for sanity? My whole law God holds the key and the prayers he's collected Cause once upon a time I wasn't calm and collective Evil spewed, I couldn't find a reference Almost made a razor blade, the total severance Anxiety turned poems into skeletons A creative in a nine to five settling Two loves for the effort, it was short lived Shorty once called me a lame cause I wasn't jig Really wasn't on her checklist Well I refuse to entertain a ratchet's code of ethics This ain't chatting, more like on the ball clapping More like move out the way cause Tommy rapping Nowadays I'm stretched beyond my means My cheek gets abused and I'm romanticizing scenes Uh, call it what you want cause Forgive my slang, old habits will never rust Cats putting talkers on they backs for lack of Common sense, or maybe just to build a buzz I'm tired of the Hollywood behavior you get a few thousand likes and they think you're a savior uh, Then they think you're a savior Yeah, blue collar I am not an inanimate object that can be picked up 
and placed down at anyone's disposal. I cannot be touched, played with, or broken at the expense of any unsolicited hand. I will not be delicately whispered to by any old face with a pair of lips. I will not be slipped into someone's pocket when no one is watching. I will not be bought, sold, or tossed for donation. I am not without voice, reason, or defense. I am not without willpower to not be treated inanimately.